Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sci-Fi Unchained. Really quick, I just wanted to invite everyone to join our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Well, there is a Twitter, but I don't really use it that much. And to be honest, all I use Facebook and Instagram for is funny memes, a compelling conversation or two, and an occasional episode update. But anyway, come on over and join us and enjoy the episode. Okay, WandaVision, Episode 5. And as always, spoilers ahead. It's the 80s! <laughs> if you couldn't tell by the hair and the set design, it's the 80s. Uh, the twins are being rocked by Wanda and Vision and are crying. Wanda tries to use her magic to make them sleep, but she finds that she cannot control them. Interesting. Just like she couldn't control the stork earlier. I wonder if it's things that have to do with uh, her pregnancy or her connection to her children that she that messes with her powers and makes her not able to control them. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll have to wait a little bit more, I think, for an explanation. Uh, Wanda says that that they might need help with the kids, and Agnes shows up. To help with the kids. Uh, Vision freaks out a little bit and Agnes stops abruptly. Uh, and they, it, uh, all the usual smiles and happy, giddy self that Agnes is, is replaced by a more apprehensive and uncertain Agnes who asks direction from Wanda as if she's like, as if she's an actor. Uh, taking direction in a play or TV rehearsal, uh, asking Wanda if she'd like her to take it from the top. So right out the gates, very surreal strangeness. Um, Vision tries to address the strangeness and Wanda dismisses uh, Agnes's continued uh, oddities as she sprays a bottle of lavender perfume over the twins in a manner that is very reminiscent of a witch stirring a cauldron looking for uh, she's looking for dark liquor and pulls out what looks like a potion bottle I swear if this show wasn't beating us in the face with the fact that this is in fact Agatha Harkness before it definitely is now I, I just had a thought maybe this is Agatha Harkness and she's under the same blanket kind of mind control spell that Wanda put over everybody and the witch Agatha Harkness is is poking out through the illusion uh, every now and then. I, I don't know. So the twins stop crying and Vision and Wanda discover that they have uh, disappeared from their cradles. The twins then appear behind them and are now like five-year-olds. Excuse me? What? It, Agnes, Agatha Harkness, what did you do? Because <laughs> she's now sitting on the counter going, hey, kids, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, we then get our opening credits. It's very reminiscent of shows like Family Ties and Growing Pains, uh, especially with the tone and style. Uh, we also get very weird baby vision pictures <laughs> as as well as 
uh, lifelong pictures of Wanda and the twins and and Vision. Not as strange as Baby Vision, but the the, the twins' pictures are clearly fabricated, and uh, it's obvious as they did not have any kind of life shown in opening because they aged like immediately. So <laughs> all of this is fake. Um, cut to Monica Rambo under a CAT scan machine as she is being questioned by Hayward in background audio, where she states that she only remembers drowning in hopelessness and grief, and how the first thing she remembers is pain and Wanda's voice in her head. Interesting. So with that, her conscious self is being suppressed, and uh, Geraldine, this, this fake person, is being stamped over her, uh, in her mind. So, going back uh, in my head over the past couple of episodes, Wanda seems to try and cut off everything that might bring up trauma or grief or or memories uh, that aren't necessarily pleasant or things she doesn't want to relive or address. So it appears that a key theme in the show is the suppression of grief uh, to such an extent that you can literally create another dimension, another reality to escape your grief, to to escape uh, your pain. It's a great question. How far would you go to escape something that you felt was so traumatic and life gut-wrenching and, and terrible. I imagine a lot of people have have imagined uh, doing something as similar as, as this, as creating a whole new world where that thing didn't happen. And for her, that thing being Vision being killed by her and then being killed by Ultron. So after after this, uh, we get Jimmy and Darcy uh, meeting up with Monica, advising her of the briefing that's about to happen. Oddly enough, Monica's scans show up as blank, which would make sense as she is already starting to become Photon. Ooh, I'm so happy about this. Uh, for those of you who don't know, also Photon's uh, are light wave particles, and they would not show up on a CAT scan. So, ah, we could be getting Photon in, like, this episode or the next, or at least by the end of the season. Maybe she's going to be a big reveal. I don't know. As long as we get it, I'm super happy about it. Uh, at the briefing, Hayward breaks down uh, what they know thus far about the pocket reality and uh, what they call the anomaly. He states that Wanda and her brother Pietro were radicalized and joined Hydra soon after, to which Jimmy Woo once again delivers my favorite line of the show. It, that's an oversimplification of bad. <laughs> so sorry, I butchered this. That's an oversimplification of events, but yes. Uh, <laughs> Hayward asks Jimmy if... Um, Wanda has any kind of funny nickname or alias, 
To which Jimmy replies, not a one. But to the rest of us on the outside, we're like, Scarlet Witch, she's Scarlet Witch. Oh, she was never called Scarlet Witch. And Huh, okay, yeah. That makes sense. That that would be a thing because she was never officially called Scarlet Witch. So Hayward uh, goes on to state a case against Wanda. He says that the earliest record uh, record of her powers was against the Avengers, bringing up the incident at Lagos and in Germany where her use of powers caused a uh, mass mayhem and uh, resulted in a lot of casualties. Jimmy tries to passively defend Wanda, but to no avail, and Hayward labels Wanda as a terrorist, to which Monica states that she's not a terrorist, and Hayward counters, revealing that Wanda broke into S.W.O.R.D. headquarters and stole Vision's body. So now we know how Wanda revives Vision. Okay, cool. Hayward is clearly a straight-up jerk, a lot of people are thinking he's either Mephisto or Cthon, uh, an arch demon and ruler of chaos. He just might be. If not, maybe he's part of Hydra or AIM. Um, or he could just be a jerk. It never rule anything out in this show or in uh, any Marvel property. That's That's pretty pretty well known at this point i think uh, ne- never never count them out so jimmy and darcy continue to echo a lot of pertinent questions in this episode like how did wanda bring vision back without the mind stone i mean the mind stone is is the embodiment of one of the six major powers of the universe so it's arguably one of the one of the most powerful things ever in existence so how could she be strong enough to bring back the mind stone as well as vision i don't so many good questions cut to the twins in front of a kitchen sink full of bubbles where they're hiding a dog they found and are trying to clean him so wanda will let them keep it by the way, the twins are absolutely adorable in attempting to convince Wanda to let them keep it. Um, Vision enters and he's like, oh, what's this? Oh, it's a dog. Uh, okay. I wonder if a certain neighbor is going to show up uh, inexplicably with exactly what we need at just the right time. And sure enough, Agnes shows up with a stinking doghouse. <laughs> um, so we, we see Vision start to question all of what's going on vision and wanda get into an argument and wanda says that maybe vision doesn't have to hide his true self around the townspeople as wanda is tired of hiding herself Ooh, wanda tells the boys that she and vision don't think they're ready for a dog uh, until they're at least 10 and the boys look at each other and age themselves up to 10 years old what is this wanda's subconscious doing is this the twins' own power? Is it the power of whoever's monitoring or controlling this situation? Agatha! <laughs> uh, 
I, I do like to point out that Agatha was there for both of the times that the twins leveled up. So maybe, maybe it's her. Um, outside the barrier, Monica, Jimmy, and Darcy are discussing strategy as to how to handle the situation. And we get some clearing up of some of the uh, questions. Wanda's powers and their potential increase. Um, Monica drops a super tease line saying, I know an aeronautical engineer who would be up for this challenge, possibly implying someone like Reed Richards. A lot of people have been banking on Reed Richards. This is how we get our first Fantastic Four tie-in. Uh, so, eh, could be, maybe. Or maybe it's a fake out and she's just talking about herself. Uh, we'll see. Monica states that Wanda could have taken out Thanos on her own if he hadn't called down a blitz. Jimmy retorts that Captain Marvel came close. And Monica gets this look of sadness in, in loss as if she's dealing with thoughts of abandonment that uh, because her auntie Carol never came back for her or it possibly even resentment over her never visiting uh, her mother as she fought through cancer. So Darcy refers to the pocket dimension, by the way, as the hex, uh, a reference to a hex being a kind of spell a witch can cast. And because it's the it's in a hexagonal pattern. So Monica gets the idea that her clothes she came back with, the 70s style clothes, are actually her clothes that she was wearing when she went into the hex. And they discover that Wanda is rewriting the reality. So things created in the pocket dimension can in fact exist permanently outside it as well. So we jump to Vision at his job called Computational Services, where he and Norm are installing their new computers. And for the 80s, the earliest versions of marketed computers were absolute dinosaurs compared to what we have today. So it's really fun to see them uh, referred to as new and cutting edge. Norm drops a line that, oh, it's, it's like Vision can speak their language which is a fun poke at Vision being born from artificial intelligence. Um, Vision hops on Norm's computer, turns it on, gets on the internet, and uh, they read an email from Darcy. A top-secret sword communication, and Norm and all of the other office workers start to read off the email in unison. Super creepy, and if Vision wasn't... Well... If he wasn't Vision, I'd feel scared for him. <laughs> like, run, dude. Near run. Um, Vision frees Norm from whatever mind control uh, he's under. And Norm understandably starts to freak out, uh, saying, make her stop. And he's, he starts yelling. He's, he's like, oh, where's my phone? I got to call my sister. Notice he doesn't imply Wanda specifically. So Norm could be talking about Agatha Harkness as Agnes or somebody else. Uh, Vision puts Norm back under control and returns to his desk very confused as to why Wanda would do this. So he's thinking Wanda's doing all of this. Now back at the house, the twins dog Sparky runs out of the house and... Um, Wanda confronts 
an 80s tech model sword drone that is sent in to find Wanda. Monica attempts to communicate, but the control over the drone is taken away from her by Hayward and his agents, and Hayward orders Wanda to be fired on. The feed from the drone cuts out. Jimmy and Monica are understandably like, what the hell, dude? We had a chance to talk to Wanda, and you want to shoot missiles at her? What? <laughs> Do you know how strong she is? Uh, at the border of the barrier, an alarm sounds that there's a breach. Wanda walks through, carrying the drone crackling with her chaos magics. She throws it at Hayward's feet. She's like, hey, miss something? Bam. And there's dozens of guns trained on her. Um, her accent also strangely comes back a little, uh, which is kind of weird. Wanda powers up some magic, and she says that, well, she has what she wants, presumably being Vision, her children, family overall, and that no one will ever take that away from her again. So Wanda created this reality in order to have a family something that had been repeatedly taken away from her in the worst kinds of ways possible. First by a Stark missile, then by Ultron, and finally by Thanos. So she casts her magic and mind controls all the sword agents with laser-sided guns trained on her and directs them towards Hayward instead as she walks back through the barrier like a boss. Um, but before she does, she casts a protective spell over the entirety of the barrier, um, assumedly so that nothing else can get in without her wanting it to. Cut to this episode's commercial for super absorbent paper towels called Lagos, <laughs> referencing Wanda's mistaken use of her powers that resulted in civilian casualties in Lagos, uh, highlighting her shame and regret. Further supporting the idea that a main theme of this show is grief. The the twins find their dog Sparky dead in his in uh, Agnes Agnes's azalea bushes, and the twins want Wanda to bring Sparky back from the dead like she did their dad. Agnes is in shock at this, which which is strange because she has been witness to magical happening several times in this episode and didn't bat an eye. The mention of her being able to do something, that's what gets her off balance. Interesting. So Vision and Wanda get into another argument uh, about her mind control over Norm, uh, how he has a family and she won't allow him to see them, and uh, all the inhabitants of Westview. Vision says she can't control him the way she does them. She retorts with, can't I? Creepy. Vision yells at Wanda to stop lying to him and questions her about the Maximoff anomaly. Uh, Wanda says that all of this is for them and he doesn't want to see what's outside of Westview. Vision freaks and admits that he can't remember his life before Westview and that he's scared. And he goes on to speculate why there's no other children in Westview. Wanda snaps by saying that she's not being in control of anything and everyone and the doorbell rings and 
Bum, bum, bum. It's Evan Peters Quicksilver from the X-Men universe. <laughs> and while that happens, Darcy's watching on her monitoring equipment. And she's like, she recast Pietro? <laughs> Which is hilarious. Because to us, we've seen Evan Peters be Quicksilver. So it's the if this is the first plank in the bridge that that we see crosses the the universes and creates the multiverse i am so excited because it's it's being done in such a way that it's justifiable and brilliant um because as we can see, Wanda is capable of influencing and creating and warping reality uh, to her both conscious and subconscious whims. Whew. This episode hit us with a lot. Uh, subtext, new stuff, uh, gave us a lot of answers, gave us even more questions, but, but it gave us questions with a lot more weight and significance because of what we now know to be true um, and uh, now what we suspect to be true. So I, I think this last episode will uh, be the end in the second third, the, the second uh, arc of the show. And the last three episodes will be our resolution they they'll tie up all the loose ends they'll answer they'll answer all the questions and uh, set us up for the big finale which is coming uh, this friday i'm hella excited i know everybody else is too and i can't wait but for now uh, that's that's all I had for, for this review. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning back in and stick around for more Sci-Fi Unchained. But for now, live long and prosper, my friends. May the Force be with us all.